but I'd like to welcome Winnie Overbeck, who has been the coordinator of the World Forest Movement since 2011, a global network supporting forest-dependent communities in their struggles to defend their territories in Latin America, Africa, and Asia. Winnie is based in the Brazilian town of Vitoria in the Espirito Santo state. Before engaging with this, Winnie worked for many years with networks and organizations in Brazil, supporting communities affected by large-scale tree plantations and other large-scale agro-industrial projects. Winnie Overbeck, welcome back. Hello, Margaret. Uh, thank you very much for the invitation, and hello, everyone who is listening to us. Right. And in a way, your response, I mean, I know you have a critique. You're not at, at COP26. And I wonder if you could tell us why and if other networks um, that are part of the world uh, forest movement have a similar critique of what's going on at, at COP26 and, and perhaps share some of what Greta Thunberg was saying of blah, 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 <laughs> Vinnie Overbeek. Yeah, it's difficult to express it better than, than she does. Um, but maybe, uh, yeah, one reason not to go there is that, I, yeah, there's basically basically not really much significantly happening there, I would say. Um, as, as Greta said, it's, it's all very disappointing and, uh, disappointing and already for 30 years, huh? It's it's uh, it's really bizarre that you know 30 conferences about the climate crisis that nowadays we can better talk about the climate chaos, huh? um, and we know what the problem is. It's about the yeah the since the industrial revolution, huh? um, burning fossil fuels, coal, gas. Which is leading to this climate, uh, this climate change, and the solution is also very clear. I mean, we should leave the oil in the soil. We should leave the coal in the hole. Yeah. And the the bizarre thing I was mentioning is that uh, although the governments they know about this, they don't talk about this. And they, I just heard my the previous speaker saying that there is some talk now about oil and fossil oil and so on. But if you look at the Paris Agreement, there's no mention at all about oil. So it's very strange that a conference in Paris, it was like 25 years of negotiations, and you come to an agreement uh, about a problem, and you, don't know, you do not even mention what is the cause. Where there is mention in this Paris Agreement is, for example, to forest. Eh? And we are, as World Rainforest Movement, working around forest, deforestation, supporting the struggles of forest-dependent communities. And um, it, it, is, it is curious to see how, from a climate uh, crisis uh, conference that should talk about you know, where the crisis comes from, they, they are more talking about forest than any forest conference. Mm -hmm. And uh, they see forest as one way to remove all this excessive carbon we have now in the atmosphere after it has been, you know, emitted uh, of centuries of digging up oil. And, um, yeah, this, this is all happening, I, I would say, because, and it's another reason maybe not to be there really in the conference room, because actually we cannot be there, Margaret. We cannot be part of the negotiations. And 
it, it was very little news a few years ago. I remember that uh, the corporations, big corporations in the world, they got access to the negotiation tables. And actually, I saw a number of, I think it was more than 500 who are there. Yeah, and at the same time, uh, yeah, also because of the COVID-19 crisis, a friend of mine sent a message that, according to his estimate from an organization in South Africa, there were, there's probably only one-third of civil society organizations in Glasgow then that are normally are participating in these climate conferences because they don't have... Um, yeah, they, there is a sort of, uh, also this friend of South Africa said it like this, a sort of vaccination apartheid, you know, because you cannot easily get into the UK if you come from Africa, where although you know, the, the countries of the north, the global north, promised to help the countries in Africa to vaccinate population, it hasn't happened yet. So they couldn't go to the conference, but even if they would get to Glasgow, they couldn't get enter into the negotiation negotiation rooms and who is there are the governments and the corporations and they have the power uh, to influence the negotiations and and that scenario is the scenario we are have to deal with now so uh, that to comment a bit why we are not there it doesn't mean margaret that we are not following what comes out of it and uh, because that has a lot of consequences of course uh, for the for the people on the ground, you know, uh, both those who are facing the, the impacts of climate crisis and also those who are, so I, I, I mean, those who have to adapt to all these changes, and but there are also those who are being affected by what comes out of Glasgow in the sense of the false solutions that they design, like the carbon markets. Um, like the reforestation, they are talking about the planting of trees, and those communities that the lands that these communities have are targeted for these kind of projects. So that that we are trying to closely follow. Right. I mean, you're absolutely right with everything you're saying, actually, Vinnie. And uh, recently, I was involved in some support work for the Apache stronghold uh, here in the U.S., where their most sacred site has been given over by the administration to one of the world's largest copper mining companies. And with all of the move to the green economy and uh, the so-named green economy and electric cars, etc., cetera, uh, even solar uh, batteries, what a lot of people are not thinking about are what are the impacts of that this mining will have um, on places like the uh, Apache stronghold, but also indigenous communities on all of the continents. I mean, the, the work that you all are doing, and not only in Latin America, but Africa and also Asia. So I wanted you to comment on that on, on the one hand, but on the other hand, the impacts of all of this of people who live in the forest, who traditionally have lived in the forest. Vinnie Overbig. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I think another bizarre aspect of these conferences is how they frame the problem. Huh? And the problem is basically what, what they say is uh, we have a problem of too much carbon in the atmosphere. 
Yeah, and that too much carbon and and other greenhouse gas uh, gases, it's raising our temperature and it will have a lot of impact. So, the solution is to get this carbon out out of the atmosphere. And I think that is a very it it means that you are yeah focused on a very technical issue. You are focused on a number of calculations that need to be done. Huh? There's a lot of even if you'd be there, you try to follow many people like us. We are just like ordinary people. How can we follow all these calculation and discussion? And I heard my previous speaker talking about uh, historical issue. This is part of a much bigger uh, process of colonization, uh, of racism, of patriarchy, of capitalism, of course, uh, where... Yeah, somehow the climate crisis is a result of. So if we don't uh, try to put the problem in a bigger picture, if we don't, it, it's not just about, you, you were mentioning the, the electric cars. It's not just about, you know, having an electric car that you don't need fossil fuel. Uh, it's still about having a car. And the electric cars, you know, they they are mostly driving now in Norway, one of the richest countries one of the countries that is most polluting the air with their oil business, and one of the countries that is most, uh, yeah, in their propaganda, investing in forest countries to preserve the forest, to compensate, supposedly compensate for their, yeah, their big historical debt with having extracted so much oil and so much other minerals, because the, the Norwegian multinationals, we come across them a lot, in tropical forest areas where they are digging up all kinds of things they, they want to make money from and they want to use for their products. And this is a model of production and consumption in a capitalist economy, in a neoliberal capitalist economy where, where the corporations you know, are taking over the power of states in many places. So if we don't consider, you know, the bigger picture and the model of production and consumption, we are lost eh? and we, we get stuck in these technical discussions. Uh, even we as social movements, we need to make that criticism because we cannot just talk about one and a half degrees or two degrees. Uh, although this has a lot of ink about capitalism, we have to talk about social injustice. We have to talk about a historical uh, process that is not the past. And these people in the conference, they, they, they love to talk about 2050. Uh, their targets for zero net emissions, like Rita said, in 2050. But they don't look back uh, where, where, you know, this whole problem came from and how we can, how we can start to, to solve these problems. And these are fundamental issues, I know that are not easy. I don't have easy responses. I only know that the electric car of where everyone now is pushing for is not a solution. It will lead us to further problems. We have made several analyzes what is needed eh, from tropical forests, for example, to make these electric cars. And we are talking about hundreds of minerals. We are talking about a grabbing of a lot of forest that is still there because there is some mineral there. We are talking about... Uh, for example, an example, eh, the, the wind energy that everyone is so enthusiastic about. D did you know that yeah. for the, the wind, for these, um, I'm sorry, my English is not the best, but to make these windmills, to make these things turning around, 
they use a sort of tropical timber, which is very, um, it's not a heavy timber, and it's very um, strong timber. It's called balsa, it comes from Ecuador, and it has become the, the main uh, timber export product to China now, because China is right. producing these windmills. And it's a big problem in Ecuador, you know. Many communities, they are being devastated because of the uh, timber extraction. Are being impacted. So, Absolutely. Winnie, you, I'm hearing the music. That means that we are out of time. But you know what that also means, Winnie, is you're going to have to come back and uh, explain to us a bit more about all of this because what you're saying really so vital that we all have to consider because there is a climate, a, ca a catastrophe happening. Winnie Overbeck, thank you so very much for joining us. And we hope to speak with you again soon. Okay. All righty. Okay.